Hello and welcome to I've Never Seen the OC. We are on season two, episode 13, The Father Knows Best. bad decisions in this episode. I agree that none of the fathers in this episode know the best. Like really both of them are terribly behaved. Before we jump on into this, should we do a little introduction? Yes. To ourselves in the podcast. We've not done that in a while. If you if you're don't re- know me by now. Precisely. If you are a regular Sorry about this, maybe skip like 30 seconds. But if you're new to our podcast, hi, welcome. Thanks for joining us. My name is Heather. I have never seen The OC before. I am just watching it now as an adult, which is kind of weird considering it's aimed at teenagers. But here we are. My name is Kerry and I have seen The OC before many months ago as a a young, wide-eyed Bushy, t- bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I'm sure. Um, small, human, semi-adult. Um, and I loved it. And I'm re-watching it with Heather. And uh, jury's out on the, the adult <laughs> run-through. Very much out. Yeah, so we watch an episode a week. Um, as you heard, we're on season two now. And yeah, we just chat through each episode, talking about our thoughts and feelings. If you would like to follow us on socials, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Never Seen the OC. And you can follow us on there. We're pretty active on the old Instagram. And feel free to slide on into our DMs, have a chat. One of us will chat to you. Cool. I think that was good. That sounded very professional. Good job. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Hi, take a seat. Right, let's get into this. Previously on The OC. Alex and Marissa kissed and it's all that I care about. I don't care about anything else. That is it. That's that's it. Sandy and Rebecca kissed. Lots of kissing the last episode. Zach and Summer did more than kiss. They were in a hotel together. Just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth is sad. Kirsten is sad and pissed off. Uh, Julie's pissed off because she thinks Lindsay's going to take all her inheritance. And Ryan's kicking about somewhere. Uh, he's just yeah. Ryan's not really doing much, right? Ugh, he's just ugh. Ryan's, I just don't Ryan's care. Th- I mean, apart from a, that intense game of pool that he played with Caleb, not much oh, yeah, to report. I completely forgot about that. On the actual yeah, him front. and Lindsay are still going out. Here we are in the kitchen of the Cohen household with three different shaped vases. I knew you were going to bring up the vases. What's your beef with the vases? Red and green. Should is never she joking? Be seen. Is, is she joking? I mean, did she hire someone to do the interior design? She should have got Julian. She should have got Julian. Julie would have. Julie would have made that living room look spectacular. But no, we've got three misshapen, misshapen. They're not misshapen. They're oddly shaped vases. Uh, of different heights, which I don't really have a problem with. It was the combination of the glass, the red and green, the not symmetrical. It upset me. And uh, Ryan turns the TV on and of course there's someone on the sofa. I thought this was going to be Sandy. I thought it was going to be Sandy in the bad books. Yeah. Although again, they've got that spare room. They let Luke sleep in it once. Why or why would... That's, let's not get into it. Let's not get into it. It'll just annoy me. Exactly. Um, so he has been up all night. Uh, sorry, he being Seth. It is not Sandy that's on the, the sofa. It's Seth who's been up all night watching Hellboy and both the Matrixes. Um, he inquires what the plural of Matrix is. Um, haha, a funny quip. Let's just gloss over that. Um, it occurred the to me in this were great, scene, though, weren't they? Sorry to interject, but the Matrix movies were good. I can't talk about this. Why? I just, I just can't move on. Okay, sure. <laughs> we'll take that one offline. Only the people who know will know 
And I feel like there is probably about one of those people who know who listens. I don't even know. That's not fair. Yeah, no, sorry, I can't talk about it. Bye. (laughs) Jeez, Louise, fine, moving on. Ryan is bringing Seth back to life with a coffee. And a bagel. I feel like a bagel slicer is the most useless kitchen implement. Just use a knife. It's not hard to slice a bagel. It's not that hard, no. Not, I get not it, to like, the point where you would need an implement. No. But I mean, they do have a massive kitchen and I feel if you had that space, you probably would just fill it up, right? Yeah, but not with but with food, not with weird bagel slicer tools. I think if someone bought me a bagel slicer, I'd be like, cool, I'll, I'll put that on a counter. Thanks. That is not what... I, I am categorically going to put it out there and say that a bagel slicer is not worth the time it would take to clean a bagel slicer for the job that it does. This is the thing that you always have to be like thinking about when it comes to kitchen appliances. If it actually takes longer to clean the thing than it does to use the thing, then no, abs- like no. Absolutely I think you're not. not a fan of a spiralizer then. I've never even touched a spiralizer. Love a Mag No, like just no. Like some some appliances, yes, of course. But a bagel slicer is unnecessary. Unnecessary. (sighs) Anyway, Seth is wallowing. And I couldn't help but think, oh, I wonder if Heather's going to have a go at them about how much time has passed since San Diego. Because, like, presumably they're going to school, right? (laughs) They are going to school. So has it been two days? Has it been like they were in San Diego on Friday night and then it's now... Monday morning again, or is it midweek? Is it because a month it, later? Is it yeah, a year later? Because it sounds like he's not showered for more than two days, but yet Sandy and Kirsten would allow him to stay off school because he was wallowing. I don't think so. Uh, you There's know no public holiday after Valentine's Day in February. <laughs> so what is actually going on what here? What is our next? Our next like Easter I guess, point? Maybe Easter. But I guess it would be like the end of school, like summer. So it could be any time from Valentine's Day <laughs> to schools breaking up for summer. So, exactly. Sure. Okay. Exactly. Um, so Ryan is literally just like, you need to let it go. Who gives a crap if Summer and Zach had sex? It's absolutely nothing to do with you. Don't ask Summer. It's weird and it's creepy. It's none of your business. And then Seth turns around and is like, you're right. I'll just ask Zach. What? Excuse me, what? Now, I feel like we're going to diverge in opinions here because I kind of feel a bit of Seth here. Not about the whole, like, finding out whether they did it or not, but see when he says, like, it's the not knowing that's killing me. I am with him here. I would rather know something that broke my heart than not know either way. Like, I, I I feel this. I fully understand this wee pickle that he's, he's got himself in. Like, mm-hmm. ignorance, in my opinion, is not bliss. Like, I would rather know and be heartbroken than not know and be just going over and over and over all the scenarios in my head. I would definitely be on the train of thought of, I just need to go out and find someone to do the dirty with so that I feel better about myself. Mm. That's what I would do. None of this wallowing, none of the thinking about it. Hide those emotions, push them deep, deep, deep down. Just squish them on down there. No, that is not good advice. Do not listen to that. That is terrible (laughs) advice. Just move on. No, that is terrible advice. (laughs) (laughs) Like I feel like there are many, many, many mental health professionals who would fundamentally disagree with that advice. Well, at least I would have showered. That's, I mean, sure, whatever. (laughs) Uh, um, Fun fact, well, question for you before we go into the fact. Mm -hmm. Do you know what Smells Like Teen Spirit comes from? How that lyric came around? We're talking about the famous Nirvana lyric song title, Smells Like Teen Spirit. I do not. Please tell me. Teen Spirit is actually the name of a famous deodorant, a boy's deodorant, in America so when Kurt was writing that lyric and he was like oh it smells like teen spirit it did actually smell like a thing it wasn't like this like embodiment of an energy smell like teen spirit Mm, a zig a zig ah precisely Mm. Um, but yes 
Sandy and Kirsten are worried about little Seth because yes, he's stanky. Important though, they're on speaking terms, which I was I not expecting. Did notice that? I mm. did not. I was not expecting that either. I also didn't expect them to be in the same bedroom. Yes, agree, agree. Sandy says something weird to her, her here as well, where he's like, oh, I see you're not ready to forgive and forget. And I was like, why would she be ready to forgive and forget? It's literally so been not even a day. Like, it's been one night. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I mean, has about? it? Yeah, of course, because it's not been one night. Either way, it's not been long enough well, it's not been that for her long. to forgive and forget. And plus, if you are in the wrong and you were the one that was lying to your wife... That honey, that is exactly. not your button to press. Like you do not turn around and say, like, unless it's like two mm-hmm. years later, that is not the time or the place to be like, are you not ready to forgive and forget? No, she'll decide when she's ready to forgive and forget. Shut up, Sandy. She's quite right to not forgive and forget because you're still not done with your shenanigans, Sandy, because Sandy is about to go to the funeral for Max, but, oh, there is no formal funeral because his daughter is a wanted criminal. So, therefore, they're having a private ceremony or gathering, just Sandy and Rebecca. And he feels like it's appropriate for, A, him to tell her that. Well, I suppose he has to tell her that is a good thing. But B, he feels it appropriate to not invite Kirsten to the private ceremony. I thought this was awful. I was honestly I, yes. so mad. I was so mad for Kirsten. I was just like, no, that's completely unacceptable behaviour. Yes. And I would, I, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to make apologies for him. Everyone knows he's my favourite guy. Everyone knows he's my favourite character. Everyone knows that I am in love with Sandy Cohen, but (laughs) this is not acceptable and I will not make apologies for it. No, not okay. Kirsten very coldly is like, well, send Rebecca my condolences. I'm going to go and pick up the phone to my dad because he keeps calling me. Bye. (laughs) Like, you can just tell she's just like, you know, that level of angry or disappointed where you're like, I can't even be arsed arguing about this. Like... I just don't have the energy for this. I'm so mad. Mm. So, bless her. And then we get Julie shouting at Caleb um, from behind the the glass door. Um, She's obviously annoyed about something. Lindsay is there. Kirsten is there. They've been called to a meeting. There's obviously some kind of big deal going on. When the girls, or the, the, the woman, I suppose the woman and the girl, go into the room... Did you notice that Caleb said, it's fine, Julie and I are finished? Yes, ominous, And I was like, "Mm." A little bit of light Mm. foreshadowing there. Indeed. So anyway, the long and short of it is he wants to adopt Lindsay. Cute? Maybe. A bit weird, maybe. A bit of a forced storyline for the drama. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I think that's the thing. Like, even if that is the route he was wanting to go down, Surely he would have that conversation with Kirsten before telling Lindsay. Surely yes. he would also have that conversation with Renee, Lindsay's mum, before talking to Lindsay about it. Yes. And like we talk about this quite a lot, like throughout all of the episodes, is this weird position where the teenagers are brought into conversations like they are adults. And that is not to say that teenagers shouldn't be spoken to like adults. They are little mini adults and they do deserve that. But there's definitely a time and a place for conversations. And Lindsay being in that conversation at that early point is not... Was not not responsible. Like, it's really irresponsible of him because, as we'll see later, it's just she's not ready for that information, you know? Yes. Um... I loved when Julie was like, I saw that, Kirsten, when she made the face, like, about, <laughs> I was like, yes. What was, there was um, um, something else that Caleb said that I was like, is that, see, because we talk about how obvious they are with foreshadowing, like, they'll say something, you're like, oh, so that's what's going to happen. Now, anytime mm. anyone says anything, I'm like, oh, is that foreshadowing? Is that, is that what's going to happen? <laughs> so Sandy, not Sandy, um, Caleb says, something could happen to me at any time. And I'm like, could it? Could it? Something might happen. Mm. Episode 15, episode 17, who knows? Season four? Talk to me, Caleb. 
So obviously they decide to throw a party because what well, it's been a while. Sure. I feel like it has been a little minute actually. When was the last party? The last party was was it Jimmy's leaving? Oh yeah, it would have been, wasn't it? I think yeah. So it has been, been a wee it's minute, been a hot minute. Yeah, um, but they're going to have a party. Uh, we cross to this coffee school, common room shop, weird room that sells coffee at Newport Beach <laughs> Harbour School. That's its official title, just in case you want to make a, a logo or a t-shirt of it. Um, I would have loved a space like that, it's cute. Like, see those big, um, big leather sofas? I keep looking at them like, yeah, that would have been cute. That would have been good. No, it wouldn't have been because who would have cleaned it? Let, let's not get into the logistics of how this absolutely does not work as a space within a school. Okay, if- Any space that is like that within an institution of education is outside owned or it is at least managed and maintained by like a corporate entity. Sure. I'm not, just I hate bringing these things up because I'm just like, I'm so <laughs> not equipped for this conversation. Did um, you ever have a common room at school? We did. I can't remember what they called it, but it was literally just like a big empty room with like benches around the side. And then sometimes right. the sixth years would go and take chairs from the cafeteria and bring them in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, that was it. So we had a common room at school. And it did have like some comfy seats and I had like a couch and stuff. And it was, I would say, probably the single most disgusting room (laughs) that has ever existed because nobody maintains it. Nobody, like, it's down to the six years to look after it. It's manky, absolutely manky. There was one time where we returned after Christmas break and we'd all left our blazers. We used to leave our blazers in the common room. So you would wear your outside jacket to school. You would go to the common room, get your blazer, put it on, leave your outside jacket in the common room, whatever, right? And there was one time we came back after Christmas and there had been a mouse or a rat or some kind of rodent in the common room which over the break had systematically chewed through all of the pockets of all of our blazers. That sounds really gross. I'm not okay with that. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe we're not even 20 minutes in and already we've managed to talk about bagel slicers and rats. Mm, Sure, tangents are plenty today. Seth looks like, and I'm just going to say it, Seth looks like the trash he is, gals. Just saying. He's all like, I'm going to get pelters for that on the DMs. Um, he's got like big black um, bags under his eyes. His hair's all thingy. His eyes are all like wired. Kerry, this episode is the first episode that I've really thought Seth is kind of hot. So I think it's just really good oh. that we have such, you know, different opinions on what is attractive in men. But apparently men who look a little bit ill is my jam. So there we go. I like the mm. fluffy hair. It's cute. Oh, listen, I like fluffy hair. I would not say this is fluffy hair. I would say this is unwashed, dirty, yuck hair. Oh, does that say about me that I think that's kind of... And it's maybe not... So, there was a scene at the end, see where he's... Uh, towards the end where he's wearing like an Adidas jacket and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Seth, hello. Oh, that's because you're into like a little bit chav. Like your your whole vibe is like alt with a little bit of chav mm. thrown in. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Mm. Okay. Chav hop. Um, but yeah, our chav hop grotty trash man Seth sits down to talk to Zach as per his plan to clear the air. Mm. They're not. He probably would have got away with this if I hadn't like done all the stuff at the meeting. Yeah. Like, if he had just kind of casually asked Zach, Zach probably would have told him before that meeting. Yeah, no, definitely. But obviously the meeting ascertained that Seth is obviously in love with someone. Yeah. The only thing I've written down for this scene is, what are you doing? Seth is insane. Yes, <laughs> all correct. I, have to say. I agree. But yeah, so he asked Zach, have you had sex with Summer? And then Zach is like, what the F? That's none of your goddamn business. And then basically mm-hmm. ends it by being like, I like this isn't okay and walks away yes right can we talk about this totally hidden funeral that they're conducting on a public pier with loads of folk walking past yeah well that and also I don't even know how to like this scene is so badly written Mm. 
so so badly written so you're right it's a very public place sure I can maybe get over that the simple fact that she's like the FBI are looking for her they know Max has died like it's just not conspicuous you know it's just no it is conspicuous inconspicuous what word is it conspicuous conspicuous it's not very conspicuous like I just so that part of it, I'm like, mm, that no, really add it's up. conspicuous. It's not very inconspicuous. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> um, yeah, I just so that part of it, I'm like, okay, that doesn't quite add up, but sure, okay. And then they go into this dialogue. You know, she's standing there with her dad's ashes, with a man who Sandy keeps talking about how much he loves and respects, and you know, has all this time for. And what they are talking about is how they kissed and that's never going to happen again. That is not the conversation you would be mm. having at that time. That is not the time or the place for that conversation to be happening. And it's just insane that there's no moment to, you know, state what a great man he was mm-hmm. or how much they loved him. She literally just says, bye, dad, and then throws her, throws the ashes in. Right. It's so badly written. I also need to make this really clear because I feel like film and television's got a lot to answer for when it comes to certain things. Things like, for example, how dangerous quicksand was going to be in your life. Or things (laughs) like how you were likely, this is a very rural example, how you were likely to potentially drown in grain if you went playing on a farm, right? Two problems that have not actually been a problem in my life, but I was led to believe as a child that they would be. TV and film make out like it is perfectly legal and allowed for you to just put people's ashes anywhere. And that is not true. Like, everyone knows that, right? That is not, like, you're you're not allowed to do that. You can't just go chucking them about, guys. Rant over. That's not a rant I thought we were going to have today. But sure, here we are. Yeah. This next scene is nothing. Like... Ugh, this Lindsay and Ryan storyline is nothing. I am, I I've said it every week for about five bloody weeks now. I just don't care. Why are they still going out? Agreed. Lindsay is happy about the adoption, despite the fact that Julie is being horrible. And Ryan warns her that she does not want Julie Cooper as an enemy. Do we need to say anything else? Nope. nope. Okay, moving on. Um... Some rando scary FBI peeps show up at the Coens. That's what I've written next. <laughs> the men in black. Here come the men in black. <laughs> I can't look at pugs with a straight face because all I think of is the dog from <laughs> I don't think I remember enough about men in black to even know that there was a pug in it. There's a talking pug, but considering that film came out like a hundred million years ago now that's it's really stuck with me so if you have a pug sorry my clearest memory of men in black is that remember everyone used to dress up as men in black after it came out and they would try mm-hmm. and get the chunkiest pen that they could find to be like the oh the bleeper thing. yeah <laughs> like it was just people walking about in black suits with massive pens and that was your halloween costume <laughs> And shades, of course, the shades. Anyway, back to my favourite storyline, Alex and Marissa. I'm with Alex here. Don't sneak up on people. Do not sneak up on people. (laughs) No, it's rude. Alex is having a party and she's like, oh, Marissa, you should invite Summer, which I think is nice. That is good. Um, But it turns out that Marissa hasn't told Summer yet. Mm -hmm. And Alex is so cool about the whole Mm -hmm. situation. She's literally just like, that's okay. Like, you need to tell her when you're ready. Don't rush. Mm -hmm. Um, But it'd be nice, like, if she could come and if you could be there. Um, uh, Just another reason why Alex is the best. The best. best. I just love her. Yeah. We kind of get the impression that Marissa's not ready, don't we? Like, she's very hesitant. She's quite cagey. I mean, understandably so. Like, coming out to any extent is... I mean, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's not that big a deal. And you're like, well, actually, really Mm -hmm. is. Like, that's a huge thing. Of course. Especially as a teenager. Like such a confusing time but yeah alex is just great about it and it's like you do you babe take your time do what's right for exactly you. alex 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 <laughs> alex for president uh kirsten's back on the goblets of wine <laughs> did you notice i've written yeah. that down too yeah. <laughs> she's back on our game of throne goblet of wine um how good is the name stone rock 
Agent Stone Rock. Yeah. I was into it. I thought that sounded very cool. Um, <laughs> Sandy gives her a row, basically says that um, her not telling the FBI is the obstruction of justice and she could be in a lot of trouble. Um, mm -hmm. He is allowed to withhold information from the FBI because he's her lawyer. What? Like, I don't know if that's a thing. Um, but apparently... Well, he can. It's quite, yeah, client-attorney privilege. He doesn't have to tell the FBI because he is her lawyer, technically. Mm. But then that's such a shy position to put your wife in where you're like, don't tell them because, you know, you're my wife and I'm asking you to do that. But also you should tell them because you could get into trouble. Mm. But then Sorry, I, guess, I guess that's the whole thing, isn't it? That's a, exactly why Sandy claims he didn't tell her in the first place. Like, that is the whole reason that he said that he didn't tell her. And it kind of is coming yeah. to fruition. I've just realised it's really dark in this room and, like, I'm looking more and more like a ghost as, like, each moment <laughs> passes. Um, so the way we record this podcast <laughs> is we both record at our ends, our mutual ends. and we Don't say our mutual ends. That doesn't thing. sound nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we chat over FaceTime, but I am sitting in, like, a big bay window with, like, not only some natural light creeping in, but I've also got two lights on in my living room. So I am a well-lit lady. And I'm in, like... Kerry is sitting in darkness. Like a little corner <laughs> next to a bookcase with, like... No lights at all. You look haunted. Mm, phone ghost. Me and phone ghost hanging out. Um, oh, Julie is raging and looking banging. Furious. She wants him to redo the paternity test, which I'm not being funny. I think that's a good idea. Like, I was kind of like, yeah, I feel like that might fair be claim. fair enough. I feel like the fact he's never done one is absolutely ridiculous. And I don't mean ridiculous as in it's ridiculous that he hasn't done it. I mean, it's a ridiculous storyline to put on this character. There is absolutely 100%. no way that Caleb Nichol did not get Renee Wheeler to do a paternity test. That is not a thing. That would have been the first thing he did. One, Surely. One, all that money. Like, he's the most mistrusting person in the series as well. Like, there is no way. Um, but that's what's going down. She puts the idea of the paternity test out there. And uh, he kind of just looks a bit like, oh, oh, yeah, you mama be I. Maybe that's a good idea. Julie has some strong looks in this episode, but I think this outfit is my favourite. Mm. So let me talk you through it. I know there's a couple of people that listen to the podcast that don't watch the TV show, which I personally think is insane, but sure, okay. Um, but envision this, Melissa Cooper. Melissa Cooper. What's her name? Julie Cooper. <laughs> I was trying to think of her actor's name. Melinda what Clark. There we go. <laughs> Melissa <Listen> Cooper. <laughs> um, she, yeah, imagine her looking great, glowy skin, healthy, looking great. She's got a smoky eye. She's got a dark lip. She's got her hair down. It's voluminous. It's ravishing. She's got a leopard print top and then this like big chunky green necklace. She looks smashing. She looks bloody smashing. Sorry, we'll stop talking about how great Julie looks and dive into what happened with Zach and Summer. Yes. I had completely forgotten. Remember in that hotel room scene, he says like, oh, I've got something I want to tell mm -hmm. you. I completely forgot about mm -hmm. that. Completely forgot about that. Um, but yeah, this is where we are reminded to which I was like, <gasps> what happened? Yeah. She says, oh, little Zach is full of surprises. And I was like, Ugh. and then at this moment is when Marissa was like, um, oh no this is not where she tells her this is where she's like invites her to a party but then changes it to be Caleb's party and then she gets interrupted because Summer gets a phone call from Zach telling her that Seth asked him if they did it and she blows yeah. off Marissa so that she can go and Zach actually she meant to go lunch with Marissa and then she immediately blew off Marissa to go to the crab shack with Zach and then blew Zach off to go and find Seth and shout at him. Fair enough. Kit Cohen's pervy little ass. Fair, Fair exactly. Right, Sandy meets some dude, some rando legal dude, FBI guy. Called Ross. Who basically said Rebecca's got no chance, absolutely no chance of getting off with this crime. Um, yeah, she's still going to serve time regardless. Yes, yeah. and he had. I found it really weird that this random guy is then giving him like life advice. Yeah, about like his wife and stuff. I was like, 
Oh, do you think it's because Jimmy's not here anymore? Yeah. He doesn't have that guy. Yeah, pal. possibly. Um, but then he also says like a kind of ominous thing where he's like, you think you know this woman, but you don't. And I thought back to the time where you said that you thought actually she was guilty. Um, Told you. So, mm-hmm. Well, TBC. Um, Sandy's hair also looked excellent in this scene. Always but does. let's move Always on does. to my favourite Julie Cooper a manipulative Julie Cooper, my favorite. Julie goes to Renee and basically warns her about the situation, right? Yeah. But in like a nicey, nicey Julie Cooper poisonous snake. Kill them with kindness, yeah. kind of like. The yeah. flower with the serpent underneath. Precisely. Mm. And she ends it all, which is like the worst dig. She ends it all by being like, what a cute little hive. Ugh, I know. Which is like the most patronising thing to say. Mm, I know, but I hate, I hated that. Like, don't bloody, don't like class shame people, Julie. I know it's your whole thing, but I like you better when you're just being like mean to other rich people. Don't start being mean to poor people. Um, Summer comes to Seth's house to smack him in the face with a pillow. Yep. Um, she makes it really clear that the, that part of her life does not belong to him anymore and she gets gets him tilt. She gets him tilt. That line is, I'm taking that line and I'm putting it in my back pocket for a future creating boundaries with people oh, That part of my life what, doesn't so belong says, to you anymore. Exactly. Mm. Like, I have a lot of time for summer and this is just a perfect moment of knowing your boundaries and not being scared to say to other people, this is where my yeah, boundary is. Enough. Yeah. So good. Enough. But then she tells them as she's leaving, and we didn't have sex. And that perks Seth right up and he's back in business for the showering situation. The only reason you would tell someone that is if you want to have sex with them. That is the only reason you would share that information like that is the first time i've really been like she's definitely still interested in seth i'm not sure about that i'll have to think about it a little bit more but i'm not sure that i i immediately didn't agree which makes me think that i don't know if that is true but okay i i I see your point i see your point we go to rebecca the hotel room. I thought I would be seeing you again. And I was like, oh my God, it's Kirsten. It's Kirsten. It's Kirsten. She's coming. She's coming. It is. It's Kirsten. <laughs> I love this scene. I loved um, everything about it. I thought the directness of both the women was very interesting. Um, it kind of yep. shows, I guess, why a little bit. I kind of thought, oh, I wonder if this is why, like, Sandy kind of fell in love with Kirsten and that they've got, like, you were seeing that they were a little bit similar. There was maybe they had something yeah. in common. Um but when she just came out with it, where she was like, are you in love with my husband? I was like, mm. and then Renee was like, yes. And I always have been. I was like, mm. <laughs> come on. Now. I know, but I was here for it. I was just like, yes, gals, have a direct conversation. For sure. But I think Kirsten's really good in this scene where she's basically just like, look, that is fine i guess he's a hot he's, he's a hottie i get mm. it but you don't appreciate what you're asking of him yes. and what the position you're putting him in and i don't think she says anything here that is beyond the mark i would agree like, yeah. i think everything is just very she's very calm she's very collected and she just states it exactly as it is by you asking all of this of my husband you're jeopardizing his life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like everything we as a family have worked for you haven't been here for 20 years we have built all of this over 20 years and you're coming back and risking all of that for nothing other than yourself yeah how much are you willing to let him sacrifice loved it um renee wants to talk to ryan why i hate this (laughs) i hate this so much um why does he always end up the confidant of like adults with secrets? It happens all the time. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but we get the revelation that Renee is perhaps not quite as sure of the paternity of her daughter as we have all been led to believe. Mm. Way oh, you mad, sugar. Mm. She doesn't know that it, she's not Caleb's daughter. Yeah. But she also doesn't know if it is. And she doesn't want to put Lindsay through that. She doesn't want her to take the test. 
um, Sandy and Caleb then have a conversation. Yeah, I thought this was really good. I thought this was good of Sandy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times Sandy makes excuses and hides behind the veil of either I am a lawyer and this is my opinion mm-hmm. as a lawyer. And then there's other times when he's like, I'm telling you this as a friend or as a father or as a husband. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I think we've ever, he'd ever heard him say both positions. Mm-hmm with equal measure Mm -hmm. you know yeah so his legal advice versus his fatherly advice the party is in eight hours i think he's right caleb is a bit late to be bringing this to the table when you've already planned an entire party quite turnabout Um, for party though which i really appreciate however he says ask yourself if you love the girl if you do nothing else matters and i thought "Mm, is that true is that actually true I just, ugh, I just... I, I get, I understand that if you have been her present father for 16 years. Yeah. But if you have had no contact with her and you have been paying all of this money and then you find out that after knowing her for three weeks, four weeks, however long it's been... A hot minute in Newport. Actually, she's not your biological child. I feel like that probably does matter. Yeah, I think, see the legal opinion that Sandy gives makes so much sense. It's literally just like, you need to do that. You have a lot of money. You have a big family. It's not like you don't have anyone to give money to as and when you pass away. Like, you need to be sensible about this. Mm -hmm. 100%. Right, Marissa gets spooked by the lesbians. (laughs) Yeah, yep, she does. I don't really know what else to say, like... That is what happens. She walks into the room. All of Alex's friends are there. They are obviously some of them encoupled. And she freaks out and says that she would rather hang out with Caleb and her mum than hang out with Alex's friends. And again, like you said, Alex is very open, very supportive, very like, take your time. It's okay. Da da da. And annoyingly, a little bit, Marissa doesn't seem to utilize or appreciate that in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Nope. Not at all. Part of me is like, if you are discovering new areas of your sexuality and you are already intimidated because you're like, I've got all these feelings, I've got all this new experience, I don't really know what to do with it. And then you are put into a room with a group of people who to your eyes, no, they've got it figured out. They know who they are. They know what they're doing. That would be super Yeah, I don't think... it would probably make me be like, Whoa. I don't think there's anything wrong with her being spooked by what's happened. I just, what I think is is not, that is a, a little bit, yeah, is the fact that she, once again, Marissa does not take other people's help and support and advice and guidance no. and whatever. And actually, it's not even advice and guidance. You know, Alex is being very, very, um, you know, you deal with this the way that you want. It's up to you. Take your time. I'm here for you. Blah, blah, blah. And she just, she doesn't even say like, thanks. Thanks for understanding. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Or anything, and it's kind of annoying. Anyway, um, I love this song that is in the the diner. It's um, "Your Ex Lover Is Dead." Um, <laughs> by I, love I feel it. like it was by Stars was the band. But I love this song. Um, it's on lots and lots and lots of my playlists. What an excellent sync for this scene! Mm. That's wonderful. Um, so he apologizes to Zach, mm-hmm. doesn't he? He's like, sorry, I was out of line. And then Zach is trying to confide in him and be like, no, I do want to talk about this. I know you asked and I know that was out of line, but, you know, we're friends and we should be able to talk about this. Um, And basically, so Zach believes in no sex before marriage, but he's figured out that he doesn't believe in no sex before marriage. He believes in the perfect first time. Now, (sighs) I have a lot to say about that. That's complete bs in my i don't have a lot to say about that all i have to say about that is that is not a thing it's not a thing but yeah he has figured out his perfect time and place which is when they are in tuscany together 
which I mean cool for you Zach but have you spoken to Summer about that at all oh no you haven't you've just thought about you and your own penis cool nobody is surprised oh man trash <laughs> trash back trash back um, so yeah Seth very quickly goes back to moping discovering that Zach and Summer are gonna bang in Tuscany yeah um, they're gonna do it <laughs> In Tuscany. Do it, do it, do it. Uh, Ryan is doing a Marissa, just looking out at the sea while he's waiting for Lindsay. Um, yep. Is he going to tell her here? I was like, oh, is he going to tell her? Is he going to tell her? No, it's just another nothing scene of Ryan being like, oh, maybe you should think about it. And Lindsay being like, I don't want to think about it. I don't need to think about it. Everyone's telling me to think about it. Like, you're all against me. Bye. Like, yeah. end of scene. Ah, back to the big party. There. Julie looking great. Who is that random lady? Who is that random lady? I have no idea. I thought it was, I thought it was Renee at first sight. And then I was like, oh no, it's not Renee. Who is this? But then she wasn't even in it again. It was so, like, you know, sometimes they have like a weird, like, I just don't understand why she was Like the swinger lady. But make it the swinger lady. Like, we've not even seen the swinger lady for ages. We've not seen her Like, make it her or make it like... Somebody that oh, I don't know. So the announcement's a secret. Caleb wants. Oh yeah, that's a right. Surprise announcement, which is just so weird. Why? Sure, what, right. Whatever. I really feel like, and I, I think I'm not going to be the only person in the listenership who thinks this way. If somebody said to me, "Come to a party, but we're not going to tell you what it's for," I would be like, "Nah, I'm good." Oh no, I would be I'm there. Hundred percent. <laughs> I'm alright. You would make me go and then just be like, text me and tell me what Hi, I would be like, mm, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, no, not I'd be very into My interest would be peaked. peaked. But then what if it was someone rubbish? Then you'd just be like, oh, that was. I think that's in jeopardy, isn't it? No, I like it. I'm into it. Um, what if it's something so I don't want to celebrate? Like, what if you've just got engaged to, like, the most awful person and then I'm at your party participating in the festivities when I don't approve of the match? Just saying. I mean, I would personally never throw a surprise party, but no, I'd like to go to one. (laughs) Caleb's looking for Sandy, presumably for some last minute legal advice. He's quite rude to Lindsay. We said that suggests that it's going to be about the paternity test, obviously. Um, Can we talk about Sandy bringing Rebecca some surprise Chinese food? Mm-hmm. How- but bear in mind it's like dinner time like pre-dinner time that we're recording this and i am ravenous so let's not focus too okay much on l- the well, let's just remind the listenership that he did bring rebecca some chinese food um but she's gone he found a note we don't know what the note says he reads it he looks sad slash raging back to the party Oh no! She's away up the road. Not back to the party. To Seth and Ryan playing games. Boring. Don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Summer is at the party, and this is where we get the quite a a nice scene with a problematic end. Um, yes. Of Summer being told um, that Marissa well, has Summer been confides in Marissa about Zach. That yeah. Zach's a, a big V and wants to break his V in Tuscany, and her feelings about that, and the fact that she might still have feelings for Seth. There's something Seth related in her brain that. She oh, that's shake. right. She heard Seth's voice just before they were went to do it, and she was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah. that's pretty serious." <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, that's when Marissa blurts out. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing Alex mm-hmm. and I think I think Summer's reaction is like quite genuine mm-hmm. like even now if somebody I mean not now as an adult but now as in when I was a teenager 15 years ago I think that's what my reaction probably would have been yeah. like oh like I don't think you would naturally go oh my god that's amazing that's exciting mm-hmm. you would be like oh and the fact that she doesn't jump too hot or too cold mm-hmm. like it's literally just taking a moment of contemplation is really nice yeah and, and then also there are we still friends of course we're still friends is nice yeah and then they ruin it with the hug and then some are saying this isn't turning you on is it and i was like oh <laughs> why have you just ruined like a good, a good like moment. a good moment yeah like a like a quite well written like realistic portrayal of a conversation between friends about something like that. I guess that's the thing though, is like putting that on TV is not 
is is problematic and isn't isn't great and I don't like that but if it was with your actual friend who you were actually friends with and you made that joke that might land you know like that might be a bit more acceptable like depending on your relationship depending on your sense of humor Mm. I can kind of see how they got into that like into that that line but you're right, like it's more problematic including that. I don't than like it. it. I hate this idea that like it's also like <laughs> you, we see it all the time, you know, like somebody like comes out or whatever and then their friends will be like, Oh, so does that mean that you're gonna try and chat me up? Well, uh, first of all, rate yourself. Uh, <laughs> and second of all, do you fancy every man in the world? Like, what are you talking about? Like what are you talking about? Of course, like, of course she doesn't fancy you. Yeah. What, like, that, it's just a ridiculous, a ri- li- listen, you can tell by the tone of my voice. She's I'm getting riled about it. Let's not go into it too much. I just think it's utterly ridiculous when people find out that other people are gay and then they automatically assume that they are in some way in, in danger. It's the age-old adage of, um, just to kind of flip it to the, the kind of another side, the age-old adage of uh, men, straight men are afraid of gay men because they're worried that they'll treat them the way that they treat women. Yeah. It's that whole thing. Yeah. And, it, and it just sucks. And it's a silly thing to say and I hate it. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Renee turns Ryan's up here. at the part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ryan and Renee kind of turn up at the same time-ish. And he intervenes, of course he does, because he's the white knight. Oh, I will go and get Lindsay. I'll bring her outside. All right, Ryan, fucking go then. So yeah, he's going to bring her out because it will be less public. Mm. Sure. Um, And he goes in and it's like, you need to come outside. Your mum's here. She wants to talk to you. Lindsay, being a teenager, quite rightly, is like, no, F off. It's my party. Like, if she wants me, come in. Like, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. And yeah, Ryan breaks the news that Caleb might not actually be her dad, which is not his news to tell, Mm -hmm. but sure, whatever. And then obviously she's really upset. Mm -hmm. Right, let's talk about Sandy getting pretty angry at Kirsten over the fact that she went to see Rebecca. This is not appropriate. Like, this is absolutely not the flex to come at your wife with after you have kissed another woman that you were in love with for many, many, many years and were going to get married to before you met her. Yeah. And then uh, there's a line that... So basically, he storms in and is like, I need to talk to you. And is like, what did you say? What have you done? And the whole... He is really manipulative in this scene. He, like, flips it around Mm -hmm. that... um, he now doesn't trust Kirsten. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's like, stupid. Me, yeah, what? it's re- yeah, it is stupid. Um, Excuse you, Sandy. That is completely, completely ridiculous. I'm, You're the one who was lying to your mm-hmm. wife. You're the one who kissed somebody mm-hmm. else. Like, no, no, do not turn that around. I have written. He's got an effing cheek. <laughs> He does have an effing cheek. He's got an effing cheek. How dare he? Um, Then we get Lindsay and Caleb and we get, this is quite sad. Like, she's obviously really, like, nervous and like, oh, like, just say that it can happen. Say that it can still happen. But no. I just want you to love me. He wants to postpone the adoption. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not mad at him for doing this, but he could have done it before the party. Yeah. Um. Waiting until the party to to do this is is silly. Um, she is not happy. She says, "I know you're not my real father because my real father would never treat me this way." And then runs off crying. And then we just get a wee from the door. Hiya, <laughs> it's Julie. Hiya. Julie's been listening in. Um, she says, "Oh, I'll give you a moment. I'll, I'll handle this. You stay here, babe. Mm. I'll cover for you." And I thought she was going to go and get Lindsay, but actually, she goes. And makes the announcement about Newport Living. Um, And this is one of the most ridiculous statements in the entire episode where she's like, my staff of, well, me. And I was like, "Eh, (laughs) you're going to write an entire magazine by yourself, Hen? I don't think so. (laughs) Like, get a grip on reality, please. No. Uh, So you're going to be the graphic designer and the copywriter and the photographer and, like, the legal person and, like, the printer and the, like, no. No, no, no. That's not how it works. Unless you're making a pamphlet. 
In which case... Or a wee zine, like a little zine. But we've already established it's not a zine. We already established that this project is going to cost more than an affordable housing project. <laughs> and I just want to say yes. I was right about that. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold everyone to that. I was right. Watch this space. Uh, do you know, in this next scene where Marissa goes to see Alex... I had completely, completely forgotten about shrugs. Oh my god, remember shrugs? Remember a shrug? I rocked a shrug all the time. I think that there is no other piece of clothing that gives me the, what do you call them again? Your cringe glands. Yeah. I feel like a shrug really gets my cringe glands going. How do you feel about a gold sparkly shrug? I quite liked her gold sparkly shrug, but that wasn't really like the same thing, <laughs> it's though. It's more like a cropped card, yeah. thing, wasn't it? A shrug. A garment that basically only keeps your arms warm. It's like opposite of a gilet. A shrug is the opposite <laughs> of a gilet. Do you think that's why I hate gilet so much? Because I'm firmly in team shrug. Maybe. Imagine you wore like, get this right for a look. What about wear like a spaghetti strap vest top, a shrug... Then a gilet over the top. No, that has got some no, Anna vibes going on. Uh, spaghetti strap, like strappy top and a shrug was like my go-to uniform from the age of about 13 to probably about 20. Like, a shrug. Loved it. Why Why did we all, what, what did we all have against full-size cardigans in the, like in the, in the early 2000s? Why were we all like, oh, I'm obviously not going to wear something that covers my entire back. You, that was the thing as well because all the kind of the, loads of the tops kind of showed because low rider jeans were in mm. and like like spaghetti tops kind of cut off so like your your love handles for want of a better word like we're just always on on show like your midriff and lower back love handle area was just always out so that's probably why you didn't wear a cardigan because you had to show off your love handle see now if my back is exposed to the elements like if i'm wearing like trousers and a top or whatever and I can feel my back is exposed to the elements I get really upset <laughs> like I really don't like it <laughs> I know I'd get cold see it's not even so much my back but like see if like my hips out like you know if you're wearing jeans and you like stretch up and you don't mm. like realign your top and there's like a wee bit I'm like oh that's so I know. cold sometimes so cold. sometimes I genuinely wear a vest like, but not as a vest top, like I'm actually right as a vest and like I'll tuck it into my trousers, especially if I'm at work and I'm wearing like a work shirt and it's going to be like chilly and also maybe like the work shirt when like you reach up or whatever, your little, like a little bit of your back pops out. I'm like, mm, just get a wee, get a wee vest, there, yeah. get a wee vest on the go. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Alex and Marissa have this chat, which is basically her being like, I've told Summer and... We all good, bae. We can we can be booze. Oh yeah, that was cute. Which was cute. Um, and this this penultimate scene is where I had my Seth Cohen is hot epiphany. Okay, I feel like these scenes were I'll in the wrong it. order. I feel like the Alex scene should have been last. The Alex and Marissa yeah, scene I agree. should have been last. Anyway, Seth Cohen yeah, as Seth a Cohen. hot chav. Ugh, so hot. In his blue like, really Adidas top. Into it. It's a bit of me. Yeah, he comes over to Summer's house to basically be like, I'm over you. And literally, I have written down, did you? I? Because I'm just like, no, you're not. And then she's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I think that's good. I think that's good for us to move on. And I don't know if it's like just me. Maybe I'm like just maybe the Adidas jumper was like, you know, get me a bit hot and flustered. But the sexual tension in this scene, I personally felt was pal. Well, yeah, it's the whole thing, isn't it, of him saying he's over her and then her realising that she doesn't like that and then her being like, yeah. oh, what? Like, no. But see how he kind of like goes away and comes, but like, see when they were kind of like almost like squaring up to each other, I mm. was like, oh my God, they're going to kiss. Oh my God, they're going to kiss. This is it. This is it. They're going to kiss. And they didn't. And then he walked away and then he came back and I was like, oh, he's coming back to Snogger. That's what's going to happen. Mm. And it didn't. And I'm so they're teasing you they're teasing you really are Um, but they're parting amicably send me a postcard i personally love i also love a postcard let's get a p.o box so that people can send us postcards that sounds great or email us hello seth cohen at gmail.com do a little online postcard i prefer the real thing but beggars can't be choosers love it loving it loving it loving it 
Oh my god, that would be amazing. We were talking about this the other day. So we were looking at we were looking at our stats of where everybody listens, and it's honestly we've gone we've gone worldwide, guys. There's a Let's lot of people worldwide. listening. A lot. <laughs> A lot of people listening across the world. If you are in somewhere, do you know, I don't even care if you're in Livingston. Like wherever you are, if Shadow. you want to drop us a little email, <laughs> if you want to drop us an email or drop us a DM with like a digital postcard, I'd be so into that. Particularly you, Romanian listeners, I'm into it. I would also really appreciate it if the digital postcard was actually like a photo that you have taken. And then a little little blurb about... Tell us about it. Tell us about where you are. Mm. I'd be so into that. That'd be real nice. Let's let's do that. Let's make that a thing. Um, Right. My main concern for the whole episode is... You'll remember that I highlighted the fact that Sandy had brought Rebecca a Chinese. Sandy Mm -hmm. has subsequently been to the party to talk to Kirsten and yet turns up at home with the Chinese. Is this the same Chinese food? And also, is that going to be enough to feed all three of them? But even if it's not, like, because he didn't bring it it's for them. He br- he br- but he got it like four hours ago. What is going on? You can't eat four hour old Chinese food. I mean, I could in a you way. You can't. And also, right just now. a reminder for everyone in life that you shouldn't microwave rice, okay? Just reminding oh, yeah, everybody at this current moment in time where we're talking about Sandy's Chinese food, you should not microwave rice. It's bad. Don't do that. Anyway, um, I have nothing to say about this final nah, scene. It was such a nothing flat, scene. nothing boring. The boys are all in the bad books because they've all interfered or lied or not yeah. been honest about their feelings. And they're all in the bad books. Bad boys, bad cool. boys. What you gonna do? Probably eat that the horrible end. Chinese and microwave the rice. Oh, I might, I might force Ali to get into Chinese. getting a Chinese with me. I'm honestly so hungry so hungry i don't have any snacks this episode you'll be glad to know but that does mean i'm hungry <laughs> i will accept the hanger in exchange for no <laughs> crunching okay predictions i really i'm so over so unbelievably over this Lindsay adoption caleb ryan and Lindsay storyline i would like that storyline to die and if it doesn't die in the next episode i'll be really annoyed i would like that not to be a thing um, I just want Seth and Summer to get back together. All right, that's okay. All I want. That's where we're at. What about poor Zach? I don't care about Zach. Okay. He's weird. Okay. He can go and have his perfect first shag with someone else who wants to consensually do okay. that. Okay. I'm very, very concerned about Sandy and Kirsten. Mm-hmm. Very concerned. Yeah, this is not just a little blip. This looks like it might be a, quite a deep crack. As soon as they're bringing in that uh, trust conversation, I'm like, oh god, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, that's that's the big points of my agenda. Cool. For next time. Sweet. Let me just unlock my phone to, to find read our listener of, of the week from the. That is not the listener of the week theme tune, and I am appalled that you would do it's a that. remix, man. It was a remix. Listener of the week this week. Um, we are still working our way through everybody who has been reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much if you have been doing that. If you haven't already and you want to, head on over, say some nice things. We'd really like it. Thanks. Um, this person hasn't actually left their name, which makes me a bit sad. Um, but this is what Anonymous has said. This podcast is a joy to revisit. One of the most popular TV shows of all time. Maybe, who knows? Mm. Heather and Kerry bring a fresh and challenging perspective to something we all probably thought we had already watched to death. For what it's worth, I'm not pitching for Listener of the Week, mm-hmm. but if you do give it to me again, it's somebody who's been it before, mm-hmm. I would like to pass my award on to Esme F, who is a secret listener <gasps> secret to the podcast listener. every week. And she messages them about it. She also loves it. Right, I'm going to need to do some detective work and figure out who this is. I think I can do it. But yeah, so I guess our listener of the week is Esme F, who has been recommended by this anonymous reviewer. Esme F, the secret listener. This is very exciting. I love a secret listener. They're my absolute fave. The silent majority. Enjoy. It's great. Uh, Well, no, the silent majority usually F things up, but um, let's not go into that. Yeah, I enjoy that they have said that we're challenging. I mean, I've been challenging my entire life. It's not, that's not really. You are challenging, I can assure you. That's not really new. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, that's mm-hmm. very kind things to say. Thank you very much. And I love that you and Esme, Esme F have your little combo about it. That's cute. I like the I like the thought of like people listening and chatting about it. Yeah, that is cute. cute. That is, brought a big smile to my very very tired, slightly hungover face. Ooh. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Even though it's not Wednesday when this comes out, it'll be Thursday. But yeah. no, we're recording on a Wednesday. Don't drink. Don't drink midweek is what I've learned this week. Or do. Do whatever you want. There's a global pandemic on. You do you. <laughs> get your texts however you can. Um, sweet. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will catch you next time, I guess. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.